This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What will we find in today's Thursday thrillers here on the Mutual Audio Network? A few baffling mysteries? Perhaps a touch of murder? Let's find out. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. So, Claire has photos of her around the Annapolis Stiff. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what she was doing in Annapolis. Maybe we should be asking why she's taking so many pictures around our stip. Well, first of all, we can't assume she knows it's one of our stip transporters. Secondly, it is, after all, a national monument. Maybe she's just uh, taking pictures of a monument. I mean, how many people back in Cambridge have posed in front of the uh, Roosevelt elevator at Long Wharf? That's true. But if the caller's from the IDF, he must be thinking she's there for the stiff and not the monument. Maybe she's done something else to raise suspicion. That could be. Were there any other photos of the Annapolis area? I asked Kelly that and she couldn't find any. To me, that sounds a little suspicious. Yeah, most people traveling uh, that far for a day at the state capitol, uh, you know, most likely they'd taken more photos, like the Naval Academy, the harbor, something. I agree. So we'll keep digging. If we find photos of her at other stip sites, then we might be on to something. How are you doing with your setup? Oh, it's coming along little by little. With the emphasis on little? Now, now, you know, I'll get there. Yes, I know, so will Christmas. So, you doing okay? Other than going a little stir-crazy, I'm fine. You plan on making a day of it? No, I'm headed back to my place, and I'll be spending some time on these files your dad got from the uh, state police. I'll call you if I come across anything. All right. I'll do the same. Ciao. Tika, have you heard of video games? Video? Isn't that some sort of ancient media? Yeah. Rogers used to tell me about his favorite video games from Planet 310. He could manipulate 3D characters from a first-person perspective, or over the shoulder, or straight down from the top. It was called God Mode. Oh, you're talking about simulated reality play, SRP. I only remember holograms and virtual reality play. The games were primitive at best, but I have to confess they were fun. That's very interesting, Captain Nate. But why are we discussing games? Because of this, Tika. A satellite monitor? What does that have to do with games? We're playing one, in God mode. Look, there's Wi-Fi and there's WIT. Both of them are in vehicles. One is to the north of the river, the other south. Right between them on the river is Lister, and right behind Lister, Simon and Sam. I can see them, but how is that like a game? Because I have control of two of the four players. I can tell Wit to go here, or over here, 
and I can tell Simon to speed up or slow down. These are my players. I suppose. But what is the end goal? What determines if you win or lose this video game? It's a game of strategy, because I can't control who shoots when or where. And just like a game, if I lose, my characters die, but I can just turn off the game and go home. That's an interesting analogy, Captain. It's a good thing that it isn't a game. I know, but it sure feels like one. What brought all this on? Sitting up here doing nothing. But that's not true. We are monitoring this whole event. In a sense, you do have control over some of the characters. We are their eyes right now. They are depending on us. Oh, I know all that. It's just that I want to be down there in the mix. Look, Wi-Fi will circle right and move up from the north. Lister, followed by Simon, will move in from the west. Finally, Wit's crew will move up from the south side. We need to go down there and move on up from the east side. You really want a piece of that pie, don't you? I'm sure Wit will call for us when he's ready. We also need to keep an eye on Wi-Fi's cruiser up here. Any change on their status? Sensors indicate that they are still running cold and dark, just maintaining orbit. I'm surprised that they are not at least in a ready position. My guess is that Wi-Fi plans on winning over the mercenaries and have them armada back to Tyrannus. From there, they'll use Ulysses to ferry them back to his cruiser. That sounds logical. But what would become of the Ulysses and Captain Tam? It'll become part of the new Rage fleet. As for Tam, well, if she doesn't join them... She'll be of no use to them. I get the picture. Sir, incoming text from Major Wit. Switch from text to speech, please. File 042020 as follows. Confirmed. Pilot Gabby picked up by Simon. Are we clear of obstructions to circle and approach from the east? Do you have an estimate on the size of the force at the encampment? Could we consider going back to the default voice? Why? I like this voice. I bet you do. It sounds like you're talking to your girlfriend. Maybe I should leave you two alone. Very funny, Tika. And don't start the argument we had back on Galaza about the ship being a she. Just so you know, when I fly him, he's a he. Computer, prepare to copy answer. Standing by. Good news regarding Gabby. We'll guide you to a good crossing area for your maneuver. We estimate 50 heat signatures at encampment. Computer, send. Transmitting text. Revert to text. Thank you. For what? Oh, Captain, is there anything else you want? Should I bring you your slippers? All right, knock it off, Tika. You can change your voice to whatever you want to next time. Wonderful. George it is. George? You know, George. Robo 4. Oh, brother. Just what I need. The official voice of the IDF on my ship. You know, Tika, I think this isolation's getting to you. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe... Maybe what? Maybe I spoke too soon. I'm picking up activity on the flight deck. My guess is that Wi-Fi is considering a show of force. Prepare to send a text to Wit and Simon. This could get interesting. Lenora, a sense you are tiring. I'm good, Master Lister. Stop paddling. Captain, come alongside of us. Why have you stopped? It is a long journey. Lenora is tiring. Then I suggest you grab a paddle. Do not speak to the master like that, or I'll throw you to the creatures of the deep, and you can join your pilot, Gabby. Hold your tongue. Gabby was not only my pilot, but she was also my friend. And I think friends should be with friends. Enough! Tam, pull your canoe alongside ours. Now hand your line to Lenora and get in. Lenora, 
tie off her lead to our canoe. Both of you row. We have wasted enough time already. I thought your pilot was smart. Why would she do something as stupid as putting her hand into the water? She was tired and resting. I don't know why she did it, but she did. Whatever it was that took her was big. And fast. Such a pity. Gabby was a good pilot. I could have used someone with her skills. She never would have joined us, Master. Eleanor, you know how persuasive I can be. She's right. Gabby would never join forces with you. So what are you going to do now? I will continue my plan, Captain Tam. We will use the Ulysses to ferry troops back to my cruiser. As captain of the ship, I know you can pilot it, and if you don't, I will have Sprig do it. If he's still there, the Ulysses is a valuable cargo ship. Someone is bound to see it no matter how well he has hidden it. Do not concern yourself with these trivial matters. I've told you many times that we have worked out all the details and we've made many backup plans. You can make all the contingency plans you want, Lenora. There's always Murphy's Law. Who is Murphy and what jurisdiction does he have here? It is a saying Gabby often said. It merely means that if something is going to go wrong, it will. Well, her Murphy sounds like a pessimist. Captain Tam, I'm surprised that you would not consider joining forces with us. We have a need for a good cargo, Captain. Why would I consider joining forces with Rage? Why would you consider being loyal to the IDF? What do they do for you? I'll tell you what they do. They board your vessel unexpectedly to search for contraband. They inspect your paperwork. Are you following all the current regulations? Have you paid your tariffs? Do you have all the proper licenses? There are regulations we have to follow. But not with us. You need only get your cargo from point A to point B. Whatever happens in between is of no concern to me. You will be paid well. Let me think about it. Very well. I've thought about it. No thanks. You insolent! Enough, Lenore. There's still time. I think when she sees the untold riches and plunder we will bring upon the galaxy, she will change her mind. Now, both of you, paddle! Major, come up here through the forward turret. I got something you might want to see. On my way. What do you got? Check it out. Bearing 030. Smoke. Looks contained. Like a campfire. I'll message the Mercury. Maybe they have it on infrared. Keep a sharp eye out for any activity. You got it, sir. What seems to be the problem? We have a small smoke column to the northeast. Could be the mercenary encampment. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to send Nate a text. Maybe he can pinpoint it for us. While you're at it, see if he can determine where within the compound it's located. All right. And send? You think its location means anything? I do. Darkness will fall within a few standard hours. If these mercenaries have formed a community, it stands to reason that they wouldn't necessarily need an open fire to cook. They certainly don't need one for heat. Well, that didn't take long. 
Nate says he's been watching it. The fire is small and contained in the center of camp. As I suspected. My guess is that they use the fire as a defensive measure against the jungle creatures. If I were living at the edge of Death River on one side and the jungle on the other, I'd surround the camp with a moat, perhaps filled with material to burn. If things get out of hand, they could light the projectiles of fire and set the moat ablaze. Or they plan to sit around, sing songs, and roast small treats. You can't be serious. No, Jaffra, I'm not. I think you may be right. I'd set up some kind of defense perimeter, too. Is that something else from Nate? Yes. He says hit the download button on the ground positioning satellite. Garcia, hit the download button on the GPS. Roger that. What am I looking for? A file named Nate is Great. Seriously? That's what it says. Consider the source, Garcia. There it is. I'm downloading it now. He must have mapped out a route for us. It's loaded. Looks like I'm supposed to follow this blue line on the map. Yes, he just messaged. Most efficient route available. Hold at endpoint. All right, follow his course. Yes, sir. Apparently his endpoint is as far as he thinks we can go. I suggest that when we get there, we hold in place and I can scout ahead. That sounds like a good plan. But we also need familiar eyes on these mercenaries. The lieutenant? The major's right. Something goes wrong, they wouldn't suspect a rage pilot with a bounty hunter. I could be your safe ticket in, if it comes to that. Agreed. But if I suspect that you are turning on me, just remember this. I'm a very good shot. So, Gabby, I'm wondering... Is your ship fast? It'll outdrag a Chevrolet. A what? A car. And before you ask what that is, it's a ground-based, motorized, personal conveyance vehicle. Okay, if it can outdrag one, what are they dragging? For goodness sake, Sam. Is an expression meant to be a joke? She is merely stating that the Ulysses is a fast ship and would have no trouble keeping up with the Rage Cruiser. Well, that answers part of my question. You mean there's more? Yeah. Why is Lister keeping you two around? He has pilots. Our ship is rather unique. It was designed to make it very difficult for anyone not familiar with it to fly. The biggest deterrent for theft is bioignition. I've heard of that. It's a technology used in our automobiles. In fact, if the operator was impaired in any way, the vehicle just wouldn't start. Wow, I'm glad we don't use that on Hanga. I would be taking a lot of taxis. So why the sudden interest in our ship? It's obvious that if he can persuade these mercenaries to rejoin Rage, he'll have to get them to the cruiser. Which raises an interesting point. That cruiser is currently under the command of Wi-Fi. It could be that Lister, if he is successful over Wi-Fi, would head straight for their home base in Latumus. And if he's not, he would need a quick getaway. If Wi-Fi is successful... He'll have no need for our ship, except the ferry mercenaries up to his cruiser. Which means he'd have no need for you after that. I think you should be pulling for Lister on this one. Both of you are missing the obvious. Which is? Neither one of them is going to win. We'll arrest both of them, and you and Tam can get Ulysses back, case closed. That sounds nice, Tony. 
But how are three people in a canoe and a handful in a truck going to arrest two rage leaders surrounded by their former loyal troops? Former, yes. Loyal, well, I'm not so sure. Don't forget, we still have eyes in the sky. We can gain a tactical advantage with Nate watching over us. Now there's a scary thought. Aw, he's not such a bad guy. He's fine, Gabby. I trust him. I think the proper strategy is to get into a position of observation. You mean get into a position where we can watch Wi-Fi and Lister fight it out, then we and Wit's crew mop up what's left? Precisely. Master, there's a column of smoke at 30 degrees. Yes, Mondu, I see it. It is my guess that the fighters use it at night to fend off these swamp creatures. That would be the case. From what I understand, there's a moat around the encampment. There are times when the creatures get into a feeding frenzy when food is scarce. When that happens, they saturate timbers in the moat with flammable liquids and light them. These creatures do not like light, and they are terrified of fire. So they just sit and wait for them to leave? No, there are four evenly spaced towers along the wall. They train their weapons on the largest creatures. Ah, and as you told us last night, in the bunker, the smaller ones will turn on the wounded ones, and the feeding frenzy will begin. Do you think they're expecting trouble this evening? Because if they do... We'll be driving right through it. We'll be there before the creatures begin to stir. Eh, forgive me, Lord Zokar, but do you have a plan? You are speaking to the Lord Master of Rage. Once the soldiers see the glorious leader, they will bow and follow him as I have. I'm begging your pardon, Master Zokar. But wasn't Lord Lister their supreme commander during the war? Yes, but he grew weak and was overthrown. They will follow me now. And if Lista shows up at the same time? I will then eviscerate him, if it is my master's desire. But Sprague, weren't you following Lista? Didn't he leave you to guard the Ulysses? That is so. He left me to do a menial task, when my skills in combat would have served him well. He showed his weakness as a leader. You have no right to question our loyalty. Oh, I don't question your loyalty at all. I'm just a little confused about your tactics. And what of it? What combat skills does a low-level security guard have? I just know what does and what does not make sense. The encampment is a stockade. You can't just drive in or walk in. They have to lower the bridge and open the gate to let you in. I believe they will. Really? If I may, Master. We will approach the gate and identify ourselves. We will request shelter from the creatures that come out at night. If no one recognizes the master, they will definitely recognize our Jabotin. And we also have a little surprise for them. What kind of surprise? You'll see. You'll see. Enough talk. We're getting close. Mandu, send the signal. The signal? Yes. Be patient. You'll soon see why I am the new and rightful leader of rage. Well, Tika, looks like Wit and Wi-Fi will be arriving very close together. That will be interesting. 
Who do you think will make the first move? My money's on Wi-Fi. I think Whit'll lay back and see what kind of reception Wi-Fi gets. Then you have Lister arriving shortly after, followed closely by Agent Simon. Tika, fire up some popcorn. This is going to be a good one. Seriously? No, I'm hoping he'll be summoned to pick up the four groups, assuming our people come out on top. That is going to pose a small problem. It looks like the closest landing zone is almost a standard mile east. Which really complicates things. I have a feeling this standoff, if there is one, will go into the evening. They won't be able to leave the compound. Which means all four groups will have to enter the compound. Wit's crew might be able to ride it out in that armored all-terrain vehicle, but the rest are very vulnerable. As much as I want to be down there enjoying the fight, I guess it's not so bad being stuck up here. Yeah, kind of like when you were in that cave in Galaza while everyone else was attacking Rage, freeing the slaves. Hey, they didn't have enough oxygen to go around, so I sheltered in a cave. Good thing, too, since I was able to divert a Rage scout party. And stumble across millions in gemstones. Which paid off for all those upgrades you love so much. Captain, the flight deck bay doors are opening. That activity we monitored earlier was them depressurizing the flight bay. Power up and prepare for evasive action. We may have to make a run for the surface. I don't think so, sir. The main engines are still shut down. They're launching their fighters. Prepare deflection shields for deployment. Powering up deflectors. They must have spotted us. I hope not. Be ready for re-entry burn. Captain, I think we're okay. Vectors indicate they are setting up a re-entry configuration. Stand by. Confirmed. Three fighters headed to the surface. They must be going to assist Wi-Fi in his grand entrance. Send a text to Wit and Simon. Three rage fighters inbound. Duck and cover. Aye, sir. Alright, guys. Keep your heads down. Uh-oh. Well, that's not something one wants to hear in a possible combat situation. What is it? Nate is reporting that three fighters have departed the cruiser. Lieutenant, what do you make of it? That's the rest of my flight. Wi-Fi must have deployed them. He must be close by. See if Nate has a position on them. I'll also request a position fix. If fighters are inbound, I want to be out of sight. Duck and cover is not much to go on. Garcia, what does the GPS indicate? Destination in sight. I think that large tree up there ahead will give us good overhead cover. Go for it. Jaffra, you and the LT gear up. Once we get into position, get into a good recon position with eyes on the camp. Lieutenant, take this. This pea shooter? I don't see why you're complaining. This is the weapon we took off you earlier. I was hoping for something a little bigger. This is it, Major. All right, you two. Com is TAC Channel 1. Relax telephone procedure. Go. Behind this fallen tree. Did Wick give you a set of binoculars in that kit bag? Yeah. Let's see what we got. Very interesting. It's a stockade designed with a moat. Actually, it looks like a fire pit. That's exactly what it is. All right. Looks like everything is normal. The camp is a stockade design surrounded by a fire pit. That makes sense, given the animal activity here at night. There appear to be no guards on four towers, and the entrance to the camp is opened and there is a bridge lowered over the big trench. Just got an update from Nate. Looks like Wi-Fi is about five standard miles out. Maybe it's time to make your move. You heard him, Lieutenant. You think this will work? There's one way to find out. We're going in. I'll leave my end on open channel so you can monitor. Good luck. 
For this to work, you need to walk behind me and let me do the talking. Agreed. But if things get out of hand, I will step in. Now, what could go wrong? Incoming! Has Wi-Fi ordered an attack? Will Simon and Lister and their crew be caught off guard? And back on Earth, what direction will Barnes' first case take him? Find out in the next episode of The Hawk Chronicles, Death River's Dead End. The bridge between men and machine. What kind of change? One that changes everything. The organic and the digital. His head, it's metal. Your friend Alvin the Chipmunk is a non-stop recording hard drive. The ability to record every human sense. Sight, sound, even thought. Everything anyone could ever see or hear gets recorded. Any human being could be a spy. This chip will allow us to know everything, as will the people we sell it to. They'll see all the data. Don't you get it? There is no one that can stop us. Hey, Rockstar. The Rapscallion Agency, a new audio drama from the creators of The Leviathan Chronicles, follows two of its youngest characters, Lizette and Cloracan, who move to Paris. So, Cloracan is in Paris. Welcome to Paris. And find themselves entangled in a sinister plot to control the world's most sensitive information. I can take them out. I said there were three of them. Now there's two. We've got to get out of here. No one is going anywhere. Leviathan Audio presents The Rapscallion Agency, available November 1st. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.